All right, Tide Nation, it is time to get down to business. It's Monday. You open up your work week on the hottest show on the streets, the number one forum for Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information. That being in my own words with yours truly, your man, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I'm just telling you, I'm excited to have each and every last one of you tuning in to the network on today. We're, we're bringing this to you from Tuscaloosa, as always, and streaming this uh, through YouTube. And speaking of the channel, go ahead and Give a thumbs up, a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, and turn all of those notifications on so that you can have the best in news, notes, content, and analysis on the Crimson Tide. Speaking of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, you can purchase individual copies of the magazine and have those sent to your door. The link will be found in the description. So you can get those individual copies of the magazine, have those sent to your door. Link will be found in the description. But we cannot do anything until we address the better half of this room. Now, I know my voice is the one that you hear, but this show is nothing. Doesn't do nothing without the man, the myth, the maestro, the legend doing his thing in the production room. He's even got the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls jersey on the day. John Ivory, what's going on? What's going on? Thanks for the introduction. Hey, y'all, make sure y'all share the show. Just go and paste the link somewhere. Just light the chat up. Let's get the conversation going. We got a great show tonight. My man John Ivory got the Michael Jordan Bulls, Bulls jersey on representing right now. But we want you to be a part of the conversation. Absolutely. And you can do that by calling 205-448-1358. That number again, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. It is going to be incredible. Later on in the show, I will get a chance to sit down with somebody that I admire, somebody that I hold in strong esteem, uh, Dr. William Shane Lee of Marion, uh, Alabama, a couple of, about an hour or so south west of Tuscaloosa. He has been in the uh, uh, medicine. He's been in the medical field for 33 years, 33 plus years. It's going to be awesome getting a chance to talk to Dr. Lee here soon. But we start this thing off with update here in college football. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey and the 14 athletic directors that make up the conference. They were in Birmingham on today meeting to discuss what are we going to do? We have seen the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC all make this move to a conference-only schedule for fall where football is concerned. So do we do the same thing as the SEC? Can we keep a full schedule? Will we be able to play football so we huge meeting was held on today and the uh, verdict from the meeting was kind of the same one that people were talking about over social media prior to today. Now that being, you know, Commissioner Sankey talked about how right now the SEC holding everything till late July. A move will not be made until late, to late, until late July if push comes to shove early August, but the move is late July. When it comes down to is the SEC at the point of having a conference-only look? Sankey said that uh, the conference is not at that destination just yet. It's not there yet. However, he wants to see a change in the public in the uh, public health trends. So, wants to see a change in the public health trends. Right now, SEC not in that conference-only look yet. It has not reached that destination, but the move will be late July if push comes to shove early August. But that's coming from one Commissioner Sankey of the SEC as he and the athletic directors that make up the conference met on today in Birmingham. But we jump into topic number one here, the conversation, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we are in a very... Uh, interesting place in our world, our country, our nation. When you look at the global pandemic of the coronavirus, when you discuss, you know, the idea of can we have a college football season, crossing all fingers for that because a lot of people, myself included, wanting that to happen, you know, a college football season. And uh, when I looked at this, you know, first topic right here, if I could create the, the perfect schedule for the Crimson Tide. Now, of course, the thought process is 
Does Alabama go to a ten? Does Alabama go to a conference only look? Can Alabama keep a full schedule? That's the debate right now. But to me, if you could create the perfect Alabama schedule for this day and time, especially if a season happens in the fall here, I've crafted this schedule based on a number of different things. First and foremost, I've crafted this based on the. Uh, excitement and energy of the fans for this to be a entertaining schedule exciting schedule challenging schedule compelling schedule for you as a fan i've crafted the schedule for you to think if i don't go to these games if i don't watch alabama play this team but i'm questioning myself as a fan am i really a fan so this schedule dives into the appeal, the competitiveness, the challenge, the fun, the excitement in terms of the fans, but it also goes into, you know, the TV ratings, having these games to where the TV networks are fighting for these games, ESPN, CBS, Fox, ABC, they're all fighting, you know, for these games, and then last but not least, the schedule was crafted for national media to provide a challenge to see could they find a flaw in this Alabama schedule. So peep this out, folks. Perfect Alabama schedule according to yours truly. And you can all thank Willie351 for this idea. As I've mentioned before on a couple of shows, this is why I encourage you, the fans, to leave your thoughts, leave your ideas, leave your questions in the YouTube chat line because you never know who will be the lucky person I will pull an idea from. So, Willie351, if you're in the chat right now, this one came straight from you. So, perfect schedule here according to yours truly. So, number one, September the 5th, I would have Alabama take on the Oklahoma Sooners. Bang. Right out the gate. Alabama-Oklahoma's a lit matchup. That's a popping matchup. That's a fun matchup. Fans right then are going, I got to switch shifts with coworkers. I got to do something because I got to be at this game between Alabama and Oklahoma at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. If you look at the matchup, it would be the greatest defense of mine in all time in Nick Saban versus the greatest offense of mine right now in Lincoln Riley. We have seen what Riley has done with quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Heisman winner, first round pick. Kyler Murray, Heisman winner, first round pick. Jalen Hurts, Heisman finalist, second round pick. We, we, we have seen that Oklahoma has become quarterback you. That would be a block. Buster matchup, tickets to the roof, TV ratings to the roof. You would feel like if I don't watch that game, am I really an Alabama fan? So, number one, September 5th, Alabama, Oklahoma. Moving on down to September 12th, I would have the Crimson Tide against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Alabama, Notre Dame. But I would have Alabama going on the road to touchdown Jesus to Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend, Indiana to play the Irish. Look, I don't care what people think about Brian Kelly, the guy. Brian Kelly, the coach, has done a darn good job you know, with the program. He's been there now 10 years, started off in 2010. He's produced seven winning seasons in those 10 years, including four 10-win seasons. 2018, if I'm not mistaken, he had the Irish in the college football playoff despite it losing to the Clemson Tigers. Brian Kelly has done a fine job with this program. And the last time the Irish took on Alabama, 2013 BCS title game off the 2012 season in Miami, he got taken to the woodshed by Coach Saban, 41-14. You know Brian Kelly wants some revenge. That would be a big matchup. Also, keep this in mind here. Do y'all not recognize how in this decade here, in this decade, 2010 to 2019, under Nick Saban, Alabama has only had one game, one season opening matchup where the ratings were sky high through the roof. Everybody watched that game. And that was the 2017 season opener against number three Florida State. That game had a rating of 6.9, highest rating for week one that season, 6.9. It was viewed by, it had 12.3 million views, 12.5 million streams. Uh, that, that's been the highest rated game. The last two seasons, Alabama's had some low rating uh, season openers, the Louisville 
the Louisville matchup 2018 was low rating. The Duke matchup 2019 was low rating. You get Notre Dame, two pristine powers, two big-time uh, traditional programs, two uh, money-grabbing programs like TV contracts will go bonkers trying to figure out who is going to get this matchup. So number two, I would go Alabama at Notre Dame. And number three, Saturday, September 19th, of course, Alabama playing Georgia inside Bryant-Denny Stadium, keeping that one the same. September 26th, give me Alabama, South Carolina. The Crimson Tide took, home, took on the Gamecocks on the road last season. It would get South Carolina at Bryant-Denny this time around. And like I mentioned on a previous show, last year's game was kind of fun. It was sort of interesting. It was you know intriguing with Ryan Helensky at quarterback. Now, of course, Alabama had some injuries on defense. Let's be honest about that right there. But it was a pretty, you know, entertaining matchup to say the least between Alabama and South Carolina. October 3rd, the tide would continue with Ole Miss going to Oxford, Mississippi, the Lane Kiffin factor, playing against the Rebels there. October 10th, you would keep Alabama against Arkansas going on the road to face uh, the Razorbacks at DWR Razorback Stadium. October 17th, you stay with Mississippi State against the Crazy Pirate and Mike Leach at home, Brian Denny. October 24th, you go to Rocky Top, Neyland Stadium, Knoxville, Tennessee, to take on Jeremy Pruitt and those Tennessee Volunteers. November 7th, you keep rocking with the SEC schedule of LSU on the road, Tiger Stadium, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Nick Saban 0-1 at Ogeron, a little butt whooping, so he's going to be able to go to Tiger Stadium that day. November 14th, instead of UT Martin, give me those Florida Gators in Tuscaloosa. I mentioned this before. No longer Steve Spurrier, no longer Urban Meyer, but Dan Mullen's a decent coach. He's a good offensive mind. And you got Kyle Trask at quarterback. You got a couple of pieces coming back to that defense. And in the 90s, in the early 2000s, or mid-2000s, Alabama and Florida was a pretty strong rivalry there. So on November 14th, Florida. November 21st, Texas A&M. Can Jimbo Fisher finally get it done? Is Kellen Mond... Is, is Kellen Mond stuck between good to great, or can he actually take that next step? So November 21st will be A&M. And then November 28th, give me those Auburn Tigers. So just looking at this schedule from top to bottom, fans, you would be excited. You would be on edge every game. It would be a gut check, you know, must-watch marquee situation. Of course, I've mentioned the television ratings would be for the roof. National media would have a tough time picking out where's the flaw, where's the weakness, where's the game that we can say, well, Bama don't play nobody, Bama don't schedule nobody, Bama don't have a compelling resume here. Probably the only game, if you were a tie fan looking at this schedule that I crafted here, probably the only matchup you would look and go, uh, I don't know, Steve, if I would watch that one or not, would be the Arkansas game. But, but, if, you know, Coach Sam Pittman, Coach Pittman, who was in his first year, you know, with the Razorbacks, he even has Kendall Browse as his offensive coordinator, and despite the off-field things that happened at Baylor with the Browse family, Art and Kendall Browse, this is still one of the best father-son offensive coaching tandems in the business, bar none, point blank, period. So, Kendall Browse and Coach Pittman here, if Arkansas is even slightly improved, if they're slightly better, if they're slightly more competitive, then that becomes a very interesting, you know, intriguing matchup. But, you know, crafting this as Alabama's perfect schedule, just in my opinion. Now, I've had a couple of people to ask me, you know, Stephen, why did you not put Ohio State in here? I thought about it, <laughs> for real. I thought about putting Ohio State in here, but then, of course, the Big Ten did what they had to do, moving to the conference-only schedule, so I could not put Ohio State in here. But Ryan Day versus Nick Saban would be a great matchup. You know, Mac Jones versus Justin Fields would be fun. I mean, it would be a pretty intriguing ball game there. But I had another another friend that asked me as I was crafting this, Stephen, you know, you want to know who would really go good here? I was like, who? Dude, UCF, Central Florida. After them, after the program pro proclaiming themselves being national champions, I would love for Alabama to play UCF. UCF would be a good one. UCF would be a fun one, but I don't think they have McKenzie Milton at quarterback 
And that's a deal breaker for me. If it had Mackenzie Milton, then I would consider putting UCF in here. But because I don't think they have Mackenzie Milton anymore, it would kind of be lackluster liability for me. But that's just perfect schedule coming from yours truly in terms of Alabama. Before we take our first break here, got to remind you about Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes. If you use the code TDA Emily's, you can get 10% off all orders over $30. The link is in the the link is in the description. So, Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, if you you can get 10% off all orders over $30 using that code TDA Emily. So upon our return from the break, we dive into your phone calls, your tweets, your chats, your concerns. Let's talk Bama and let's talk it after this. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. We are back into the action, folks, starting your work week on a Monday, hottest show in the streets, in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I'm always rocking and rolling with the man John Ivory, rocking the number 23 MJ jersey of those Chicago Bulls, but it's your time, Tide Nation, 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. 1358 and we kick off this Monday with the man Wayland. What's going on, brother? Hey, 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 it's TDA on Monday. Man, we got a lot of stuff going on here. Mr. Sankey has uh, got a lot on his shoulders here, Stephen. You know, we got a couple of weeks before the football season kicks off here because August starts the season and uh, that uh, meeting they had today, these guys have to sit down and 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 really uh, put their heads together because we have to protect uh, and our players, our coaches, our families, our fans, uh, everyone has to be protected. And do we want to risk a life or something over a game? Of course not, no. But do we want football? Yes, everyone wants it. So I don't think I'd want to be in that man's shoes right now. He's got a lot on his shoulders and uh, – I don't know. I just, uh, you know, it's a big decision. What do you think, Stephen? It's tough. I mean, Wagner, this is tough. And you mentioned it. You know, Commissioner Sankey, Commissioner Sankey is carrying a lot, you know, on his shoulders, not just him. You know, all 14 athletic directors in this conference are carrying a lot because they want safety. They want public health uh, for the fans, for the players, the coaches, and everybody invested. But at the same time, in the South, we know how valuable and how important football is from playing peewee ball to, you know, Pop Warner League to high school ball to, of course, you get to college and you know, the pro athletes as well. But in the South, everyone knows how important that gridiron game is. So you, you want to make a decision that promotes you know, happiness and peace for everybody. Of course you do. But we also live in a society weighing in that you may make a decision that you think is beneficial for everybody, but not everybody will have that same opinion. So, you know, hopefully Commissioner Sankey and the rest of, of the leaders within this conference, they're able to reach a firm agreement soon. Absolutely. So I know there's a lot of people want to be in the queue. They'll make the decision exactly. They They've got the uh, education and ability to look at all the statistics and facts and make the correct decision. Thanks, everyone, for all that love on Friday's poem. We're going to try to get that fixed up on a nice letterhead and maybe send it down to TDA and then get them to put it on the wall or set it up there. That was from all the fans, how we love TDA down here. Oh, it's going on the wall, Wagon, no doubt. It's going right on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) It's going right there. 
I sure do appreciate that, Stephen. Like I said, hello to everybody in the chat. Thanks for the love. And, and uh, you know, I'll be glad to share my poems with anybody. Give them to them if you can read them. But I'm going to leave everybody with one word tonight. I want y'all to listen. Revelations 3.8. I have opened the door for you. No one can close. So that's what we got to remember during our football season here the next two weeks and let these guys make the correct decision. They'll have the correct decision. Uh, the main man upstairs, uh, uh, give them the guidance and, 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 and put that cor- correct decision in their head where we'll be able to play football or not. So y'all have a good Tuesday. We'll see y'all Wednesday. And y'all be good, Stephen, down there. Bye-bye, everyone. Appreciate that, Wagon. We got Wagon the poet, Wagon the pastor, Wagon doing you know everything here, keeping us rocking and rolling as always here on the show but interesting topic of conversation as these preseason award watch list starting to come out now and the first one made its way on today in the form of the maxwell football club out of philadelphia pennsylvania the chuck bettenderick award watch uh, award watch list came out and two crimson tide defensive players on that list that being one dylan moses and one patrick sertan the second two guys entering their junior year well sertan entering his true junior year and dylan moses getting the opportunity to relive his junior year after not having his initial year in 2019 due to a knee injury but both guys here making that list and you know Dylan Moses first and foremost we all know five star from Baton Rouge Louisiana he came in the 2017 class his freshman year 30 tackles five and a half tackles for loss one and a half sacks made the all SEC freshman team and 2018 he took a big jump forward 86 tackles you know 10 of those for loss three and a half sacks was the uh, finalist for the Dick Buckus award which goes to the nation's top you no know, linebacker, but this past year, he wanted to be on the field this season. Of course, could not, but he's excited to be on the field this season, keeping our fingers crossed for you know a college football campaign. So that's Dylan Moses. On the other end, Patrick Sertan second, another five-star from Plantation, Florida in the 2018 class. He's had a good two-year career thus far, 79 tackles to span those two years, 15 pass breakups, three interceptions. He had a decent sophomore year last year but didn't quite pop the way Ty fans, you guys, would have liked for him to pop. So he envisions himself being more of a leader in this upcoming season here. So uh, when you look at Alabama players, former guys who have won the Chuck Bettenderick Award that goes to you know, college football's defensive player of the year, according to the Maxwell Football Club. Mink, uh, Jonathan Allen, excuse me, Jonathan Allen won the award in 2016 for the tie and then 2017, Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, won the award as well. Both of those two young men would go on to be first round picks in their respective draft classes. So, Keeping all hopes, keeping all fingers crossed for a season, but it's good to see how both of these young men, uh, Dylan Moses and Patrick Sertan II, both on that Chuck Bettenderick award watch list. But it's uh, and so and so on top of that, you look at what's interesting here is so another piece of information that came out was JT Daniels, who originally was the quarterback for USC. He transferred from USC to Georgia along with one Jamie Newman. The entire offseason, the conversation had been on Jamie Newman, y'all. Georgia reporters, beat writers, fans comparing Newman to Cam Newton, comparing Newman to Jalen Hurts, you know, the dual threat ability that he has. Everybody was pumping up, pumping up Jamie Newman. You know, Newman was on a lot of Heisman odds for different, you know, outlets. I think his Heisman odds were 14 to 1, if I'm not mistaken. So a lot of people were high on Newman. But Georgia also brought in JT Daniels. And, uh, you know, according to reports have come out Daniels is uh, Daniels is going to be eligible he's going to be eligible to play for the dogs he got the waiver cleared by the NCAA he will be eligible to play immediately for Georgia and now you're starting to hear people of the Bulldog fan base you know chirp out you know JT Daniels does 
have a little bit more oomph. He has a little bit more. He gives, he gives us a little bit more comfortability than what Jamie Newman does. So early on, the conversation was Jamie Newman. He's the guy. He's the man. He's the Heisman hopeful. You know, he's you know a guy that's dual threat quarterback. He could he could potentially be the guy that can put it on Nick Saban when Georgia comes to Tuscaloosa on September 19th. But now with JT Daniels coming up in here. A, the transfer from Southern California. Now the talk is on JT Daniels. So, John, I'm going to ask you this question. Do you fear any of the two, Newman or Daniels, as of right now? Do I fear them? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> I, mean, do, do, I mean, do they give you any cause for concern? Not at all. So, John Ivory saying no cause of concern between either – Newman or JT Daniels, but it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, Georgia brought in both graduate transfer quarterbacks, one from, as I mentioned, USC, the other one from Wake Forest, and you know, both guys can play. Both guys have a lot of skills and abilities. It's just interesting how out the gate the conversation was Jamie Newman just right out of the gate. But then now with you know, Daniels coming in here, people are starting to talk more about him. But it is what it is. We will see what happens moving forward. But we take another break here on the show. Continue to light up the YouTube chat line with your thoughts, questions, concerns, viewpoints, chats. Also, light up the call lines as well, 205-448-1358. 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. But upon our return from the break, we will sit down with Dr. William Shane Lee, the family medical specialist out of Marion, Alabama. I'm excited for it, and you will hear him right after this. want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We're back into the action here, folks, from the break on In My Own Words, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. We go to the phone lines right now. We bring in a highly esteemed, uh, prestigious gentleman by the name of Dr. William Shane Lee, medical, uh, medical doctor right here. Family, He's a family medicine specialist out of Marion, Alabama, graduated with honors in medicine from the University of Alabama in 1987. More than 33 years of diverse experience in the medical field. But also, folks, this is a two-star major general in the U.S. Army. Dr. Lee, it is a joy. H how are you doing today, sir? Hope you're doing well. I am doing well. How are you today? I cannot complain here, sir. Well, uh, first and foremost, Dr. Lee, when, when you look at just the state of the world, of the country, of the nation right now with this global pandemic, the coronavirus, one of the first things that I've always kind of wanted to know is, chemically-wise, is this an airborne thing? Is it a blood-borne virus? And, and the research that, that you've done and the experience that you have, what's kind of the chemical makeup of this virus, if you could speak to that? Well, it's a coronavirus, so it's a little round virus. It's got little um, spikes on it, and it looks like a crown. That's what crown means. Uh, it's transmitted as an airborne virus, not not unlike the flu or other upper respiratory conditions that we've uh, dealt with in the past. The problem with the this virus has been that it does not show the seasonal variations that the traditional flu viruses have. We all uh, hoped, as providers, that once warm weather came, that the virus would slacken, and that's obviously not proven to be the case. If anything, the uh, the 
frequency of transmission and the number of positives have dramatically increased with the warming of the weather, which is uh, quite paradoxical to everything we've ever studied on respiratory viruses in the past. So when you look at just you know, the, uh, the journey to find maybe a particular cure or a treatment or a vaccine or any of those things, what, in, in, in medical science, like, what would go into, you know, making this treatment? Because, as you mentioned, we were all thought to believe that by the summer, uh, the heat, the elements and the weather would kind of burn it off, die it down, kill it off some. But with that not happening as the case, how does medical science go about trying to locate a vaccine or create a vaccine or find a treatment? Well, there's literally billions of dollars being pumped into the vaccine industry now. <clears throat> the, uh, the treatments, uh, experimental is not the best term, but there's a, a variety of treatments available, a variety of protocols available depending on the severity of the illness of the patient. Not really any outpatient protocols. Most of the treatment protocols that are used are used when, when somebody gets sick enough to demand hospitalization. And usually that's a reflection of uh, pending respiratory failure. They start uh, not exchanging oxygen good in their lungs and having shortness of breath and get gradually sicker. And that's, that's what puts somebody in the hospital. Uh, the ultimate treatment, of course, is ventilator support. They're using some antivirals, Rindisivir is one, and they're using blood exchange products to try to strengthen the body's immune system. One of the ways this virus attacks the body is it weakens the immune system, and it also weakens our body's ability to clot blood, and that can result in damage to our organs, kidneys, lungs, brain. So it's, <clears throat> although in general, it can be a very mild virus for an otherwise healthy individual. It can also be a profoundly devastating virus, primarily for people that have chronic health problems, diabetes, heart disease, COPD, asthma, or morbid obesity. That tends to be the things that really make me concerned when I have a patient that's positive. But there are, which is even more concerning, there are anecdotal cases where you have otherwise healthy young adults get it with a, a relatively devastating impact. So it's, it's nothing to be taken lightly. It is, is a very, proven to be a very, very severe disease that, um, you know, each week we hope that, okay, this is our spike. It's not going to get any worse. We're going to start seeing a downward trend. And so far, that's not been the case. The numbers continue to go up and the risk continues to go up. So uh, it's, um, quite disconcerting and, and nothing like I've ever seen in 35 years of practice. If you're just tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by the doctor of medicine in Marion, Alabama, Dr. William Shane Lee here on the line right now in my own words. Dr. Lee, so when, when, when the idea was come up or formed to have the mask and not just to practice social distancing, but wear the mask, what was the original purpose or what was the purpose to, you know, have the mask on? Dr. Lee, you there, sir? Dr. Lee, sir. Well, as we try to get uh, Dr. Lee back here on the phone lines, medical doctor William Shane Lee out of Marion, Alabama, over 33 years of uh, diverse experience in the medical field. We were talking about the coronavirus and just, you know, is it an airborne or bloodborne disease, airborne or bloodborne virus, excuse me, and also just, you know, the purpose of trying to find the cure, find the vaccine, the purpose of wearing the mask. I know another question, and we can get them back on here, but I wanted to ask was the prospects of potentially maybe, you know, trying to have a college football season, seeing how Dr. Lee is, is also a very avid, you know, college football fan. No, as well. I believe we have him back on here. Dr. Lee, you back on, sir? Yes, sir. I am. Okay, awesome. So the, 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 question, wa the question was, uh, before we lost you, is 
so we were, as people, we were instructed to not just practice social distancing, but also to wear the mask. So what was the original purpose or the reason uh, behind keeping that mask on, wearing it at all times when you're out and about? Well, when you call for sneeze, the, if you have the virus in your system, you're going to disperse that virus out. Also, if you smoke a cigarette and you have the virus or you vape and you have the virus and that, that fog that comes out when you smoke or vape, that's going to be viral laden. It's going to have virus in the particle. So the mask protects others from you if you have the virus, but it also protects you from others. So it's a two-way protective device. It's, and it's not foolproof. I mean, people that have been very conscientious about the wear of the mask and social distancing, still can get the infection, but it certainly minimizes the risk. It's, right now, it's the best imperfect tool we have out there to try to minimize the spread. And as we look at this uh, this potential of trying to have a, a college football season, Dr. Lee, knowing that you are an avid you know, college football fan, just from your expertise and what's been going on with the different cases and different programs, what do you see as realistic prospects of you know, trying to have a season? I know a lot of these athletes have tested you know, asymptomatic, not showing any symptoms, but uh, realistically, what do you see as the prospects in trying to have a football season? Well, I think at best you're going to see games with dramatically reduced stadium attendance. Um, but that's still up in the air. And unfortunately, you know, that's a big train. And once the train gets rolling, it's hard to stop. So they have to make decisions well in advance of the first game, the, the logistics of putting on producing a major, major college sporting event. It's not something you can shut down two days before the event. So I think we're getting close to the red line where they're going to have to make a decision one way or another. I would say certainly by the end of July, the 1st of August. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I would have thought that with reasonable accommodations, uh, people that didn't need to go because of health reasons not going, people wearing masks, I would have thought it would have been something that could be pulled off with an acceptable risk. But with the number of cases continuing to increase, uh, I, I've got my, I've got my reservations, and I hate it because I've got season tickets, got alumni parking. It's uh, my wife and I's favorite thing to do, and we we live and breathe it. But I think you've got a good chance of there not being a season at this point. Gonna be a gonna be a tough one there, Dr. Lee, if that if that happens right there. But folks, we are joined here by Dr. William Shane Lee, Doctor of Medicine out of Marion, Alabama, over thirty three plus years of experience in diverse. Uh, expertise in the medical field. Dr. Lee, as always, we appreciate you so much for coming on, taking time out of your day to spend with us here on the show. You take care, be safe, be good. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Have a good evening. You too. Got a chance to catch up with catch up with Dr. William Shane Lee. They're just talking about college football season, coronavirus, what are the prospects of potentially having a season, and just trying to find a cure, trying to craft a treatment, trying to you know craft a vaccine to combat this as quickly as you know, we possibly can here in the United States. But we take another break here on the show. Don't touch that down. We're still talking Alabama football. So upon return, if you guys your questions, your phone calls, your chats, your tweets, your thoughts. Bring them in here. We're going to discuss it right after this. Town Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Okay, Bama fans, we're back in from the break, rocking and rolling on a Monday to start your work week on the number one source for Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. It's your time, Tide Nation, 205-448-1358. And I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, that being 205-448-1358. But before that... Got to always do this right here. In my own words, fans, in my own words, fans, given, given everything going on surrounding the pandemic, as a small business, we rely on you, the fans, to keep us going. The biggest thing you can do to be, the biggest, hold on. The biggest way you can support us, excuse me, is to be a subscriber to Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Just $5.95 a month, and you can have the latest information on all things Alabama, get an annual magazine, and also have exceptional recruiting news from our own Justin Smith. We want you to be a part of our community, and the best way to compliment us is being a subscriber. You can go to touch, you can subscribe to Touchdown Alabama by going to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Your support is much appreciated. So definitely go to touchdownalabama.com, hit join, and be a part of our family, our community, as we're giving you the best in Crimson Tide news, notes, and information. But 205-448-1358, for number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. We got a call in the queue right now. What's going on? Hi, Stephen. This is Jeffrey from Clayton. What's going on, man? Um, I missed the, uh, the update about Greg Sankey and what they talked to the coaches. What was that uh, conversation about? So that conversation with uh, with Sankey and the athletic directors was trying to figure out what are we going to do? Are we going to have a conference-only look? Are we going to keep a full schedule? Like, at, at, at what time are we going to make our decision? I know over the weekend, the rumors were, you know, flirting around with between either late July or early August to make that decision on conference-only season, keep a full schedule, whether we have football or not. But according to Sankey on today, he is sticking with the same thought process of he will not speak, the SEC will not make a move until late July, early August. Uh. Thank you. Do you think that uh, the Big 12 do the same thing? Well, right now, yes. Uh, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bolsby has not said anything. I remember on last week, uh, Baylor's athletic director Mark Rhodes did not say anything as well. They knew that the Big 10 was going to go in that direction. Now, the Big 12 is keeping the conference-only model as an option, but like the SEC, it wants to have a full schedule right now. So it's it, both conferences are waiting things out until late, until late July. I, I would kind of have the week of July 27th, that Monday, under a microscope. That week, a response could come. All right. Well, thanks for taking my call. Roll tight. Appreciate that. Everybody uh, concerned about trying to have a college football season, Commissioner Sankey, looking at between late July and early August to make that move there. But what's cool in this time that we're in is you still have Alabama players still training, still working out, still trying to perfect you know, their craft. And one of those guys happens to be quarterback Paul Tyson. Quarterback Paul Tyson who came in the 2019 class out of Hewitt Trustfield High School here in Alabama with a four-star, the great-grandson of Paul W. Bear Bryant, legendary Crimson Tide coach. Tyson's been working with a quarterback developer this offseason, a man by the name of Lavelle Durant, Lavelle Durant. So Lavelle Durant, who does the Lavelle Durant Elite Quarterback Training Camp, uh, Durant is out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, he played quarterback in high school. He also played running back, a little bit of defensive back as well. 
He uh, went to multiple junior colleges. Of course, he did not get that opportunity to be a big-time professional athlete, but he's taken his talents to train the next wave of, of big-time arms, one of those guys being you know, Tyson here, you know, working on his mechanics, working on his footwork, his, uh, his ability to plant his feet, throw on command, roll out and throw, just getting all of those mechanics tight and toned. You know, as Tyson, 6'5", 240 pounds, has completely filled out his body. And a guy that, when I've been able to talk to people around the program about him, they speak so highly of his ability to process information. Keep in mind, this is a guy in Paul Tyson that made a 34 on the math part of the ACT. Just the math part, a 34. I'm sitting here shucking and driving, trying to get a 19 on the ACT totally. This young man makes a 34 on just the math part. So you see Tyson knowing how to really quickly you know, process a lot of this information, and he's working with uh, Mr. Luval Durant here, the quarterback developer, trying to get himself in the best possible situation, best possible shape to, you know, help Alabama at the quarterback position. So really proud there of, uh, of Tyson. He got a chance to play, you know, one game last year. I think it was against Western Carolina toward the end of the season. But a guy that's got a lot of potential, a guy that much like your Tua Tungabangoas, your Bryce Youngs, you know, Paul Tyson was at the Elite 11 also. You know, he competed in a lot of these camps. He had over 30-plus offers coming out of high school, USC wanted him. Notre Dame wanted him. Uh, Wisconsin wanted him. LSU wanted him. He had a lot of big time suitors that were knocking on his door saying, hey Paul we know you are bigger than the name. We want you to play here. But Paul Tyson won for he loves to defend home. He's always been a part of Alabama. He's been brought up in the tradition. He's been brought up in the way. He's been brought up in the home cooking. He's been brought up in knowing what it means to play for this program and have that, that Bama factor, that Bama swagger. So it's kind of cool seeing Paul Tyson in the offseason training right now. We take another break here. On the show, don't touch that dial. Continuing the conversation that is Bama football. Upon our return, we discuss the Crimson Tide secondary and one DeMarco Helms. And we do that after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right, people, we are back in from the break on the number one source for Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information in my own words with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Monday. Joined here, as always, by the man, John Ivory, in the production room. As always, be sure to give a like on the show, give a thumbs up on the show, hit that subscribe button, turning all of those notifications on so that you can have the best in commentary on your Alabama football program. Program. Appreciating all of you for checking us out on today. And we go to a, another question that I pulled out from the YouTube chat line on last week. And that goes to this Alabama secondary. I know a lot of people looked, I know a lot of you guys talked about, you know, who is going to step up? Who, who, who do we need to look for as Tide fans? Who do we need to look for in the Alabama secondary? Well, 
Most people say you have to look at Patrick Sertan a second, and you do. He's got to pop this year. He's got to hit this year. He's got to become the full package playmaker this year in the secondary. It's not a coincidence that we've had, you know, quite a few former players that have been featured on this show. They talk about this defensive secondary goes as Patrick Sertan goes. If he's a lockdown, shut down cornerback, you know, Alabama could have an undefeated regular season with a national championship. If he's not a lockdown corner, Alabama could potentially lose one to two games again. So people are, are really putting it all on Patrick Sertan to get this thing done this year. You know, guys, look at Josh Job. You know, can Josh Job take that next step of being passionate, being physical, but not allowing that to – you know, uh, bleed into him getting called for defensive holding, defensive pass interference. Be passionate, but not get too hot-tempered. I'll put it like that in terms of Josh Job. Uh, people, people are highly excited to see Jordan battle this year. And I believe he's the guy that's going to take that huge Minka Fitzpatrick, ha-ha Clinton Dix type of jump when you discuss his range his tackling ability, his ball skills, his tendency to high point the football, to track the ball from number to number, hash mark to hash mark, a Jordan battle is a big deal. I mean, you even have people talking about Daniel Wright. You know, can he be a leader this year? Finally, you know, it's his time. He sat behind Minka Fitzpatrick. He sat behind Ronnie Harrison. He sat behind Xavier McKinney. He sat behind Levi Wallace. He sat behind a lot of guys, and he learned from those guys. Also throw Jared Maiden in there as well. But this is finally the moment where Daniel Wright out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, former four-star in the 2017 class. We know he's matured his body, and his, he's matured his body, he's matured his play you know, on the field in terms of his knowledge of the system. But is it time? Time for him to be a leader on this defense. And while all of these guys are important, they're all important. The name for me, that I would circle, put a star by, because I think this is the most intriguing character in this Alabama secondary, and that is none other than one DeMarco Hellams coming into his coming into his sophomore year. Out of Washington, D.C., DeMarco Hellams at 6'1", uh, he's listed at 213 pounds, but he's actually dropped weight. He's now in between 202 and 205 pounds. And uh, what makes DeMarco intriguing is how, you know, the Washington, D.C., Maryland area has become the new recruiting hotbed here for Coach Saban and the Crimson Tide. Now, this is not saying that Alabama is done with recruiting the state of Florida. Absolutely not. Alabama is still going to get Florida, still going to recruit Georgia, still going to recruit Mississippi and Louisiana and Tennessee and California when it needs to. But it's just starting to feel like that Washington, D.C., Maryland area has become the new love child in terms of recruiting for Nick Saban when you discuss getting Terrell Lewis from the area, Keelan Robinson from the area, the likes of Darian Dowcourt from the area, DeMarco Hellams from the area. You picked up Chris Broswell from the area. You even had a Yabi Anoma from the Washington, D.C., Maryland area, even though Anoma didn't work out. So, so you, you see some guys that Alabama has picked up from you know, that area, Nick Saban is going to continue to visit the uh, landscape of Washington, D.C. slash Maryland. But DeMarco Hellams, a solid high school player. His senior year of high school, we're talking about a guy that played defensive back and wide receiver. As a receiver, over 1,000 yards his senior year, 1,469, had 91 tackles, had 12 picks that season. And he was actually the backup dime back behind Xavier McKinney. In that dime back role, that sixth defensive back, the money back, as Coach Saban refers to it as, there, that, that position, the responsibility there, you are taking on bigger receivers, bigger tight ends. You also have to come down in the box and help out there with run support, with run protection and, and stopping the run. And and my chances of getting a chance, and my chances of getting the opportunity to talk with one Jared Maiden before he went to the San Francisco 49ers as an undrafted rookie free agent, he spoke about how DeMarco has a lot of talent. Hallams has a lot of ability. Now, he came in a bit on the heavy side at 213. He had to cut that weight. 
So once he cut that weight, he still has the th- he still has got that thickness, that thumping ability to come down, lay the wood, and be that enforcer at 205 pounds. But he's also got some quickness in his footwork to play free, to play back there in coverage. So it's going to be cool there watching. No Helms continue to grow. Another thing with him is while he's projected to start as that dime linebacker, that dime safety, keep your eyes on Helm too fighting for one of these two safety positions here, either free or strong safety. I don't think he passes up Jordan Battle. I don't I don't think he beats Battle out at all. There's a lot of high expectations for Jordan Battle. But where Daniel Wright comes in, here's where DeMarco could possibly have a shot to push, to knock Daniel Wright off the ledge to be a starter. Now, I'm a huge Daniel Wright fan, and I want to see Daniel Wright do well. And I want to see him start, and I want to see him be that leader that I know he can be in that secondary at that strong safety position. But if there was a situation, if there was maybe a moment where DeMarco Helms can push, once again, just like the dime safety position is that enforcer role, the strong safety position is an enforcer role too, as you're still taking on receivers. You're still lighting up tight ends coming across the middle of the field. You're still walking down into the box and Boom, putting your hat on a running back, knocking that guy backwards. So, DeMarco Helms, to me, very intriguing piece here. He's a guy that you got to circle, put a star by, and go, hmm, this guy's interesting. Everybody wants to see Patrick Sertan pop, myself included. People want to see Josh Job step up, be physical, play smart and intelligent, myself also. People want to see... Jordan Battle, take that huge jump. I do as well. And Daniel Wright become that leader. And there are other guys like Jalen Armour Davis, like Marcus Banks, like Brandon Turnage, like Jaquez Robinson, among others. The secondary is just littered with big-time talent. But if I had to put my finger on who's the most intriguing piece, who's the most interesting piece, I would go with one DeMarco Hellams at that safety position. But folks, we're going to take another break here, folks. When we come back, we'll put a bow on this thing, wrap up this Monday edition of the show. Don't touch that dial, folks. We're coming back. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Back into the action, folks. In my own words, on a Monday, appreciate every last one of you for checking us out on today. As you guys in the chat are talking about the Washington Redskins changed their name, the NFL team. So what is the new name for Washington now since they have gone away from the previous name? That's, that's going to be interesting right there. But, I mean, you, you might as well call them the Washington Roll Tides, all the Bama players on that team. When you look at Cam Sims and Sean Dion Hamilton, Deron Payne, Ryan Anderson, uh, Landon Collins, Jonathan Allen, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, you, you, you might as well call them the Washington Roll Tides. <laughs> Every Bama player in the history of the program is on. But how could I forget Reuben Foster's on that team, too? Yes, the Washington Roll Tides. I mean, it would have been good that they would have picked up Tua Tonga-Vangoa as well, but I guess it, it was just not meant to be. Well, maybe they'll pick up Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle in the 2021 draft. Who knows there? But kudos to Washington for you know, trying to get that name change. But the guy, as I've mentioned uh, prior to taking the break, that I would have my finger on the pulse of guys in terms of the secondary is one DeMarco Helms. I think he's talented. I think he's very talented. Now, if the chips fall as they are projected right now, he starts as the dime safety, the money back. But if there's if there's an opportunity for him to snatch a starting spot, I will look at him in that strong safety role. I like Daniel Wright. I'm not saying I don't love the young man. I think he's a really good player, talented athlete. But I just think that this guy in Helms, he's got the size. 
He's got he's got the footwork down. He's got the ability to kind of be that enforcer that you need on the back end. And once again, that Washington, D.C., Maryland area, really big hotbed there for Coach Nick Saban. But, folks, if you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide, this is very simple, very easy to do here. You can access this by going to the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download this app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. Now, for your audio listening needs, we have you covered here on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return on Wednesday, continuing the conversation on your favorite program, the Alabama Crimson Tide. As always, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. Link will be found in the description, purchasing those individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives, Wives appreciate, value those husbands, children. Continue doing those things legitimately now to not be bored. Get those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been In My Own Words. 